um, help each other. I think there's this uh, kind of feeling that, oh, if I help this other guy, like he's going to do better than me. And then, uh, then uh, like, you know, uh, I'm not going to be getting the promotion that I have, or he's taking something away from me. Um, throw out that attitude. Everybody can make it. You need to help each other to grow. So if you can work with people at your level and communicate and connect, do that. What's up, producers? I'm Sam Matler, and welcome to the EDM Podcast, episode 28. Uh, episode 28 is with Ranadu Lankagay. Ranadu is a CEO and founder of the Artist Union. Uh, he's a producer and musician himself. He's done a ton of cool stuff in the industry, uh, which we talk about. But we focus on the Artist Union and what that means for producers and how producers should be thinking about their career um, in today's industry and how it's changed. It's a very actionable and inspiring interview. If you want to build a career as a producer or you just want to make uh, a little bit of money, then this is a must listen because the traditional approach of releasing on a label, getting the manager and attempting to tour the world doesn't work as well anymore. Uh, And there is another way to do it, which we talk about. And if you haven't checked it out already, I've actually got a profile on the Artist Union. That is the artistunion.com slash edmprod. You can check out all the podcast episodes there and you can download them all for free. And if you want to help out with what I do with EDM Prod and the podcast, you can choose to donate any amount, but do not feel obligated. It's just there if you want to contribute. So I hope you enjoyed this interview. Uh, I certainly did. And without further ado, here is Ranadu. This episode is brought to you by EDM Foundations. EDM Foundations is my course for new producers, those who've been producing for under 12 months or even those who've just started. The whole idea of the EDM Foundations course is that you learn the fundamentals of music production by actually doing and not just learning the theoretical stuff. The course consists of over 12 hours worth of streamable video where I walk you through the creation of three songs and give you advice and tips for working on your own original alongside them. We've had over 500 people sign up for this course. Many of them have had great results. If you want to learn more about the course, head over to edmfoundations.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the EDM podcast. Today, I'm with Ranadu Lankagay. Ranadu, how's it going? Uh, great. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Hey, man, thanks for coming on. I know you're a busy guy. Um, really appreciate the time taken out of your day to do this and the reason I wanted to get you on the show is because you're a pretty interesting guy you've done a ton of stuff uh, in the music world and you're also pretty heavily involved in the tech world so my first question is how on earth do you fit it all in (laughs) that's uh, uh, I guess a good question I think I got trained uh, growing up so I grew up uh, in Sri Lanka um, uh, until I came out to the U.S. for college. Uh, but uh, one thing that I learned growing up, uh, my dad was, uh, you know, a general in the army. Mm. Uh, so, so a we had a lot of military discipline at home, <laughs> which helped me do multiple things. 
but B, he always trained us to do more than, so uh, it's my sister and I, uh, it's the two of us, uh, the mm-hmm. siblings in the family. He always trained us to do multiple things at uh, school. So he, uh, obviously academics was number one and that was a focus, but also uh, I did end up playing like four or five sports growing up, uh, cricket in particular, played a little bit of rugby, swimming, and, and uh, played other sports as well, and did a bunch of activities in school. Uh, and he always kind of, my dad stressed uh, kind of being a well, like a well-rounded person. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, and like my breaks you know, a lot of kids just like play with their friends or whatever, right? Like, uh, during this, uh, during vacations from school, I, I distinctly remember doing multiple like sports at the army sports complex. <laughs> <laughs> and at, t- at times I had to like go up and play against soldiers, you know, Wow. which, uh, uh so that really helped. I think like I, I was always just kind of doing a bunch of things at the same time. So that mm. helped with my time management skills. Uh, and that I, I guess uh, kind of continued on during college and uh, and after that during uh, my work as uh, both as an investment banker and a musician and then I ended up being at at, at Google which uh, which was my kind of introduction to tech uh, to the tech world. I see, and I want to dig into this a bit. So you know you're pretty heavily involved in school, playing sports and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then you went to college. How did you get into music, though? What was there a shift? Like, did it happen gradually? Were you uh, always interested in music? I was always interested in music. So uh, I started uh, playing in basically what we call a, a primary uh, during primary school. Yeah, in yeah. The, the Western band in uh, college uh, in the in the uh, school that I went to. It was basically a school called the Royal College in Colombo, and you go from your grade one till like you're in high school, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was fortunate to go to the same school, but I basically started in that band when I was like eight years old. So that was my first introduction to music, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and then uh, from there, I kind of. Uh, uh, taught myself. My mom, I remember, bought me a piano when I was about uh, 10 years old. Uh, uh, actually, a, a keyboard first, uh, like mm-hmm. an organ with organ sounds. And uh, I didn't really have any formal training. She just kind of sat it down and said, you know, uh, you already know how to play a melody, so why don't you just play this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I kind of taught myself to play like popular uh, Sri Lankan and English uh, songs. And that was kind of how I started playing. And then um, I think I got my first piano as well. Same thing happened. My mom was like, oh, you're playing the chords with the left hand and it's just automatically playing the chords for you. And I don't like that because you're not moving your hand. So I'm just going to buy you a piano because then you're going to learn <laughs> how to play the keys, right? So uh, correctly, so she bought me a piano. And then again, I uh, taught myself how to play piano uh, while I, when I was around 13. Uh, and then um, I remember this because I was always inspired by electronic music. And then I think I was 13 or 14. I, I mean, uh, this was a while back. And uh, I remember hearing Children by Robert Miles. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and that was like a, such a simple kind of melody uh, where I, uh, it kind of inspired me to think that, hey, this is so simple. I could do this too. Mm. I hear these things in my head like 
I should be able to put a simple melody like this together and make a new thing. Uh, and then that's how I started making my own stuff, right? Like I, that was, I remember that because it was th that simple melody from children that got me thinking like I could do this too. Uh, and then, yeah, I just started making up stuff on the, uh, the piano when I was like 13 or 14 and then, uh, learned uh these days i mean obviously the internet growing up in sri lanka was not available right. <laughs> yeah uh and uh there was no youtube or kind of uh edm prod uh, Facebook <laughs> to learn from <laughs> so it was a little uh different but uh there were some people who had studied like midi and you know how like uh, computer music was at like at the kind of start of its evolution mm -hmm. uh in mainstream uh and i i think my mom uh, basically found uh this guy dilup gabada uh who uh who was a composer in sri lanka and i learned a little bit of midi stuff uh through him and then i don't know if anyone knows this uh, what a sound font is yeah yeah uh, so uh, basically i remember playing around with sound fonts in some uh, super old school daw um in the late 90s and that's how i started like kind of producing um kind of self-taught pr uh, production of electronic music uh and then um uh after starting to do that during high school uh i formed a band with some friends uh did a couple of shows but the kind of big kind of introduction into the the kind of music industry came when i produced uh my neighbor uh growing up was a pop artist uh, yep. they were part of the one of the first I, I guess they were the first breakout group in sri lanka for who did western pop music and mm -hmm. i made a record for them in uh like 2000 uh and uh that did really well on radio and that was kind of my introduction into the music industry in sri lanka as a pop artist uh so i produced a pretty much a number one record in sri lanka for them uh and then uh started touring with those guys and then that the that got the ball kind of rolling i see and and from yeah. there like did you pursue music full time or were you still studying on the side or, or working um i was uh so basically i took a year off before i went to college uh in the u.s so i started in 2001 so between 2000 and 2001 i performed with this group called bhatia and santush and they're still around they're one of the biggest uh, sri lankan pop groups mm -hmm. uh and then i went to college uh in the u.s and then my first summer uh when i went back was when i recorded my first kind of solo album uh which was on sony india slash uh, m entertainment uh in sri lanka um and uh after that every summer i would go back and i would spend like six months away from school wow. <laughs> every year uh making music and then i would go back back to school and and uh at school i was an athlete as well so like i was do, playing uh uh i don't know if you guys play squash over there yeah but, yeah uh, so i i played squash uh in sri lanka uh, as well as uh, at uh, at college so i was doing that i was more more or less an athlete in, in college <laughs> and doing college and then uh, i would go back home and uh, be a musician slash pop artist uh that was kind of uh, during college so i recorded probably two albums during college and the third one also came out just right after college in 2005 right and 
was the college you were going to, uh, is that in the Bay Area? Because I know you're, you're there now. No, uh, it's, uh, I actually went to school in the East Coast to the school uh, called Yale. Oh, Yale, yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's where I went to school. And uh, all my friends and everybody was uh, on the East Coast. Uh, and then after graduation, I went over to New York uh, for a couple of years uh, and then headed over to the Bay Area. I see. Uh, yeah. And, you know, fast forward to now, you know, you're, you're, are you the CEO of the Artist Union, co-founder yes. and CEO? Yeah, yeah, I'm founder and CEO of the Artist Union now. So, what made you decide to start the Artist Union? Uh, really, uh, it was a few things, right? Uh, as a musician, I had, uh, so I had been on the label, I had been on a label, I had dealt with labels, uh, I had uh, been independent for a long time. Uh, doing music in Sri Lanka, it's not as, or, uh, kind of, there's no structure as such, right. Mm. To the music industry, uh, because in, in the U S or in most Western countries, right. You make music first yourself. Then when you get to kind of this kind of business, uh, the music business level, right. Uh, you get yourself a manager, you get an agent, you get, uh, this whole team around you to a, to a certain extent, right. That's doing uh, a lot of the business work. Uh, but in Sri Lanka, there's no structure like that. So I had to basically, after, you know, getting out of the label deal, uh, I had to build my own team and I had to do the business stuff uh, myself, uh, and I had been able to successfully make money as an independent artist for a long time, right? Mm-hmm. Doing things like selling my ringback tones directly on mobile networks, which I sold like millions and millions of ringback tones yeah. out there, um, which is the, the highest selling product. I've sold CDs uh, and cassettes and this is going to make me sound super old, but that's, you know, that was the market, right? Like people yeah. still buy cassettes when I started. So I had been able to sell those, like I'd been able to get my own shows, uh, I was the first artist to Sri Lankan artist to get airplay on like BBC and the MTV. Wow. So like building me, uh, like media relationships and like getting your music out there. I had been able to do all this stuff myself. Right. That's crazy. Um, and I thought like the way the music industry set up right now, especially with all kinds of rights holders and, uh, and, and, um, it's just messy. Right. Mm, mm. Uh, and the, the, the biggest, I think, requirement for an artist, uh, even for me, right, was always growth. Mm. Uh, when you start out, like you're just trying to get feedback, you're trying to connect, you're trying to grow. Uh, and then after you grow to a certain extent, you need to make money. Uh, do, hopefully you make, make some money do, doing what you love. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, that was the primary driver to create the artist union. So like we looked at, okay, there's all these platforms out there, um, that's offering, you know, follow to download or follow, uh, gates uh, so that artists can dro- uh, grow, but they're also doing a lot of things that are kind of shady. So why don't we, why don't we make something that's like super clean, uh, really easy to use? Why don't we just make something great for artists and give it to them, right? So yeah. that we can uh, get these artists going from zero to one, uh, you know, get, take them and grow them. Uh, and then we can also w- partner with them to figure out ways to make them money online. So, 
because I was, I, I, you know, I had gone through this process with many different social networks that came uh, up over time. Uh, the always the problem is like, oh, people come up with some platform and then it's up to the artist to start growing, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so that was one thing. And then the second thing was uh, my co-founder, uh, Justin, who started Justin.tv and also Twitch. Um, uh, we were college buddies and then you know, he wanted to do something in music as well. Uh, and uh, one thing we always talked about was the fact that, oh, there's these kids playing video games on Twitch and p- plenty of people are supporting them directly. Like, why isn't there a platform where an artist can put up their music and just, you know, f- connect with their fans, know who their fans are, and then like get people to basically support them directly, right? Mm. Uh, so that was, that was the two drivers behind, uh, starting artist union. So in short, it was my personal experience as well as Justin's experience with Twitch. Um, so we started with a set of artist tools, uh, right. So we were, you know, doing the follow to download gates on SoundCloud and Spotify and YouTube, and you can get Facebook likes and Snapchat too now. and, uh, and for anyone who's interested on how we do that, reach out to me or get on our website and it's <laughs> easy to use. Uh, and then, but the long-term vision is to build a platform where fans can connect with artists, mm-hmm. uh, and then support them. So I see. So yeah. I know a lot of people think it's still just a, a download gate. And I mean, there's sure. been a ton of download gates. Um, yeah. So, what are some things, what are some features that people don't know about or a lot of people don't know about yet? Uh, I think there's several things, right? Like, uh, so w- one thing I think that a lot of people in the, at, at least in the electronic music community has been using is uh, the, the power score uh, feature. Mm-hmm. So, basically, we looked at uh, creating something like cloud for SoundCloud where you, you kind of don't know uh who your top followers are and how we, how the engagement on your tracks and you as an artist, uh, what you're getting, uh, how that ranks relative to other producers on the SoundCloud platform, right? So what we wanted to do is give you kind of one number and some stats on, hey, this is how you're doing. And then when you improve and when your stats improve, we can tell you like, hey, you're doing the right things, right? Mm. Uh, And also kind of put you uh, on uh, a scale. Uh, So that's one thing, right? But but there's so much more that we're doing uh, other than the the download gate. So for example, we provide you with uh, a lot more data on who your fans are and who's downloading. And we can surface better data that's come, uh, coming in the next few few weeks or months mm. uh, about like, hey, this guy is downloading all of your tracks, right? Mm. And he's listening, coming back and listening to all your tracks um, or your, this many of your tracks every month. That type of uh, insights uh, is what we can provide uh, with what we're capturing right now. And then we also have uh, a lot of promotional opportunities. So like the top tracks, top sets, uh, we have a sample sections for all the producers who looking for like um, uh, looking for like fresh samples. A lot of people put put up samples on the Artist Union now for download. 
so you can find uh, hundreds of thousands of sample packs now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we have this really awesome search feature. I don't know if you uh, tried uh, search. On- I haven't. I haven't yet. Yeah, exactly. So we we use a really new technology called Algolia to uh, build, uh, basically integrate search on the Artist Union, and it's incredibly fast. Uh, and so it's better than uh, SoundCloud search. One hundred percent. It's good. at least 10x faster. So and better. So that's one of the top features. I think a lot of people haven't uh, tried out yet. I think we're also working on design improvements so that it's super easy to uh, set up your gate. So, like for example, I know on a lot of platforms you have to upload like a source file. For example, mm-hmm. uh, on the Artist Union, you don't have to do that. You can just literally select a track and hit set up, and it's done. So. If you don't need to mess with settings, you can you can set up a download gate in less than ten seconds. Uh, so that's that's a that's a good feature and a and a big uh, big thing we're pushing as well, like simplicity and ease of use. Yeah. Um, and the and then we have a really cool uh, kind of monetization features. I think a lot of people don't know about or haven't really thought about uh, monetizing because. I feel like a lot of electronic musicians uh, that I've talked to feel that their music is, you know, shouldn't be sold or there should never be any money uh, Mm -hmm. coming in. Uh, I think that's, that's basically uh, not how you should think about it. It's, it's more, I think people, if you just, and, and I think we had a conversation about this as well, Sam, uh, if you keep doing good stuff, people just want to support you. Yes, uh, that's a big trend in the in uh, I think music and just online in general, right? Which is why Kickstarter is working, right? Mm-hmm. Which is why mm-hmm. uh, uh, platforms like Bandcamp and and uh, some of the other platforms in in music as well are working. Uh, there's a big shift happening online where people are going from buying things to just supporting things. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean that they get this kind of, um, that there always needs to be this huge value exchange. Uh, I think a lot of people think, oh, I need to always give uh, something extra, which is fine. Uh, I think there's some value in that. But there's a bunch of fans who are just like hardcore fans uh, who just want to support you and mm. already you're already providing value by doing what you're doing because you make good music. Right. Um, so that's the, that's kind of the community and the market that we are kind of want to tap into first. Right. That's fantastic. And, uh, regarding the ease of use thing, I have to say after we talked the other day, I decided to upload, not upload, but link all of the podcast episodes to the artist union. Uh, so there could be a gate on them. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking beforehand, you know, like the last time I had to do this, it took so long individually, Mm -hmm. you know, track by track. Yeah. It took me no longer than a minute to, um, you know, to multi, I don't know, I don't know what it was called, but you just clicked all the tracks and it was done. Yeah, exactly. Which was amazing. So uh, great work there. Thank you. Yeah. That's exactly what we wanted to do. Like just make it so easy to use. Right. And, uh, Mm -hmm. and just take the take the uh, um, kind of time, give the, give that time back to artists, right? Yes. I mean, you could even automate it. Like the, we actually, not, not a lot of people use this feature, but it's actually pretty cool. If you are always going to get it the same way, 
there's something called automate that you mm. can just click mm. and it just you don't even have to go on the artist union to get oh, it man, it'll just cool. do it for you that is uh, so cool <laughs> yeah <laughs> so so that's something you, you guys should check out as well if, Ab- if, absolutely yeah <laughs> so um, in let's say let's say it's five years from now it's 2000 mm. uh, four or five years 2020 yeah where do you see the artist union so really what i want to do is uh create a platform where every artist feels like this is their home mm. and that they could connect with the their super fans and just fans in general uh here uh and feel a part of a community and the fans also go there knowing that uh i can i get i can get to connect directly with artists here i get to uh i get to support what they're doing you know either with my social support or i could give them money and i can interact with that artist directly right Mm. so there's a lot of features we're hoping to build like uh artist specific chat and uh and like more kind of time-based features where it's like oh i can give you feedback on your music for Mm -hmm. example right things like that we're thinking about uh and we're always communicating with our artists and and users to figure out what they want uh what they what they would want on the platform right Mm. so uh, we're also one thing i didn't talk about was like the artist profiles like you your profile automatically gets created now so Mm. as soon as you log in and link a couple of tracks you you have an artist union profile which is all automatically populated with your uh, music and like your you know follow buttons and all of that stuff is done for you. Uh, so so we want to expand on that uh, so that the artists can uh, a interact with their fans, know who they are, get the data, and then also like monetize in different ways. Like donations being one, we're trying out subscriptions, we're trying out uh, some sample pack sales right now with some partners. Uh, we just want to create an ecosystem of artists and fans who are uh, connecting with, with each other every day uh, in a richer kind of way uh, mm-hmm. than SoundCloud right now mm-hmm. or other platforms, right? Uh, where the listeners are just listening to the music, right? And yeah. not really, like, think about a Spotify, right? Like, you know, when you're on Spotify, you can't talk to the artist. Yeah, All you yeah. can do is listen to the music. Right, and that and might I'm, and that might be sorry to interrupt. That might be great for the bigger artists who don't really have the time to communicate. But exactly. for the the more you know fresh or newer producers who actually yes. benefit from that kind of communication, it's useless. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I want to make a platform. I think the music industry forever has been skewed towards the one percent. Yes. Um, everything, everybody thinks the entire value in the music industry is in the 1%. Everybody thinks like it's only Drake and Rihanna that has fans. Mm. That's not true, right? There's a lot of people who do music like myself. I have real fans in Sri Lanka who like go out and, you know, I've toured the world as well. Like I played in Australia and like 15 countries, right? Mm. Japan, like Middle East, UK, there's fans, right? And all of these producers who might be in New Zealand or Australia or or Russia right now making music or Brazil, uh, like a lot of people in the artist union, they've never left Brazil, but mm. they have fans all over the world, mm. right? Mm. Uh, and and uh, that's going to happen more and more. And I think the value really is in that 99%. And think about it this way. This is the other thing for the artist union. 
I feel like online music is at, it's just starting, right? Most people where I grew up in Sri Lanka or India or like in, the, in Asia, uh, they don't have access to computers. Mm. They don't have access to the internet yet. So although we think the music industry is like saturated and there's so much music coming out, yes, I don't think we're even at the start of that yet. Uh, so all of these artists are going to come online, try to find fans, make different types of music. You're going to be able to hear all this great music from all around the world. Uh, and those people still need to connect with their fans. It's not enough that people just passively listen to their music, uh, right, in, mm. in the background and never have interactions because those interactions, like you said, are... Uh, really key to your growth as a, as an artist who's just starting their career, um, and that's that's what me at the start, right? That one comment or that one kind of donation, right? I've had kids on on the artist union who learned that they got a two dollar donation and <laughs> was so ecstatic that somebody would just give them money for their music, mm. and these are kids who've never seen a dollar from like putting music on uh on a spotify or soundcloud or or youtube or or itunes right because that conversion is so low this way you get to capture your super fans and they're so ecstatic that they'll make another remix right that night mm. because they're like oh my god somebody actually donated i cannot believe it uh <laughs> and the cool thing is and you guys should do, uh, i mean people listening uh should know this there's already people making, uh, you know, uh, close to a thousand dollars on the artist union every month mm-hmm. in donations. Mm-hmm. And these are not forced at all. Right. So you shouldn't think of it as like, Oh, I'm forcing people to pay. I think sending someone to Beatport or iTunes is forcing something. Right. Know, right. Yeah. Pay, yeah. Right? That's, that's different. Um, and these are kids who don't really, you know, have a ton of fans. It's not like, uh, it's not like, yo, I have like, 500,000 fans and that's why I make a thousand dollars like on the streams. That's not what you, you, you know, this, uh, this kid's name is Jeff Kale. Uh, he, he's doing really well on the artist union and you'll see most of his tracks uh, when he puts them out. He just has engaged fans who just support him. Uh, and I think, I think the mu- uh, music industry should have, um, or, or I think that's where the independent artists should be going, right? Like yeah, yeah. To, a, to a platform where you can connect with the fans and then the super fans can give you more, right? Because if you're a super fan of Sam, right now, if Sam puts, <laughs> you put your uh, music on iTunes, your biggest fan can only give you a dollar and a regular fan can also only give you a dollar mm-hmm. or not, right? So your, your potential uh, kind of revenue or uh or kind of support is limited to that right this way we we let people it's like hey here my music's free get it right Mm -hmm. but if you want to support me i'll just give you an option to do that and uh and i think that's the way to that's the way to kind of go i love that and uh i like how you mentioned super fans because that it seems like you're trying to create that kind of community where an artist doesn't need 500,000 fans to make a living. They only yes. need those, you know, uh, it comes back to that uh, 1,000 True Fans article by Kevin I Kelly. Agree. I agree. Which every I, artist should read. But um, yes. could you briefly explain what a super fan is for those who don't know? 
Yeah, so a super fan is somebody who's super engaged with your music, who uh, who wants to support your career, uh, who goes above and beyond to spread your music to other people, right? It's it's your and and this everyone should read this article. I've read it multiple times. It's basically your most engaged uh, listeners. Uh, mm. And, and the people who have the most impact on your career. And if you talk to most artists, unfortunately, because of the way the, uh, platforms have worked, uh, for example, iTunes, never you would never find out who, who bought your record, every mm-hmm. record that you ever put out, because they don't give you any of that data. They just send you a check. Um, and same with, uh, with a lot of the platforms that are out there, which is why I, I don't want to be a platform where you don't know who your super fans are. Mm. Uh, right. That's important. Uh, so even if you ask a Madonna, like who's your biggest fan, they probably don't know. Hmm. Right. And That's true, even yeah. If it, yeah, they don't know. And, um, and for most artists for the 99%, as we call it, I think knowing that top 100 or 1,000 fans is gonna be is gonna make or break your career. And um, think about it this way, right? Uh, Amanda Palmer, who who's had the biggest Kickstarter of all time, I think for a musician. I think she she did like something like uh, one one and a half million dollars or something wow. like that, right? Uh, she has 4,000 super fans on Patreon, uh, who gives her over thirty thousand dollars now. Huh. uh per track she puts up that's awesome uh, yeah it's awesome right like i mean i think basically all these platforms we're trying we're trying to achieve a similar thing where we're trying to make money and get artists those connections that they need with the super fans mm. so that they can they can build a community around them and they can build their career do you think there's any other than having great music that's unique do you think there's any uh, other ways that artists can can reach more of those potential super fans? Uh, I think number one is great music, really, because mm. this kid really proved uh, that to me. Because uh, some of the kids who make uh, money on the arts union, they don't really have a team or like they don't do a lot of marketing, mm. right? They're not going out there and trying to push it, push it, push it. And that... Uh, and, and get it in front of a lot of people. It's more like I get it in front of some people and then they go and tell other people and it just mm. grows, right? Mm. Uh, but but I think like having, having great music is one thing. Number two, a lot of people still don't use the tools that are available for them, like the Artist Union, to grow, right? Uh, I mean, I wish I had uh, something like the Artist Union when SoundCloud started because I got tons of downloads and I have no idea who downloaded them. I don't have mm-hmm. that data and I don't have the followers to show for it. Uh, and now, so so definitely use a download gate, Artist Union or otherwise. Hopefully you use something good <laughs> so that you, you're not spamming. In, in other words, the Artist Union. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. That's one thing. I also think uh, feedback and community is important. Uh, so, like, it's not just about taking and taking and taking. So, I do get a lot of emails, like, and and messages on SoundCloud and Facebook messages saying, "Hey, can you just like repost this, or can you can you repost this on SoundCloud? Can you uh, promote this on radio, or can you send mm-hmm. this to your DJ friends?" And like, it's it's 
I think like people need to get used to adding value first. Yes, and I know absolutely. Stephen talks about this uh, a lot as well. I, I know Booty talks about this a lot, uh, who are mutual friends. Uh, that's very important. So that for young producers, if I said one thing is first learn a ton, keep improving, uh, make great music. Second, add value to other people uh, first uh, before you ask for help. Think of ways you can help them because you can be the smallest producer, but I would be willing to listen to your music if you if you came to me with like a feature idea or or and this has happened multiple times where people have sent me an idea about like hey i was using the artist union and i had this issue i think you can improve it in this way right mm -hmm. that's valuable to me right Absolutely. and then if you if you if you gave me some more feedback and I, I had a conversation with you then i'd be more than willing to happy to listen to your music instead of some just spamming me and saying like here's a soundcloud link repost yeah. this right um and and that's a that's a skill that everyone needs to learn i think because i think 99 of people are still doing the opposite which is the spamming technique don't do that uh also the, the another really important thing for new producers is like um help each other i think there's this uh kind of feeling that oh if i help this other guy like he's going to do better than me and then mm -hmm. uh then uh like um, you know uh, i'm not going to be getting the promotion that i have or he's taking something away from me um throw out that attitude everybody can make it you need to help each other to grow and uh and that's why like even collectives right that that makes sense because you all feed off of each other you uh, mm -hmm. like two heads are always better than one mm -hmm. so if you can work with people at your level and communicate and connect do that right uh like even avici was talking about this i think in a recent uh, uh article uh, i read that when they started or maybe it was martin garrix one of the top uh, top djs they uh, yeah it was martin garrix and julian jordan they connected on a forum and they were you know no, they weren't signed they were 15 they were on some spinning records forum or some other forum they sent sent each other tracks and they they talked and they like helped each other build you know build their tracks up and like get better as producers and that's now they're both doing really well right mm -hmm. that's who you need you it's not fun to uh, and justin says this all the time as well it's not fun to make it alone it's more fun yeah. to make it with your friends so make some friends and help each other out and make it together i love that i love that a lot and i don't know where that um individualistic attitude came from because before social media really took off there were these production forums like um laidback luke forum and yeah. stuff like that and and that's yeah. what people did they helped yeah. each other out and they collaborated and then that kind of just shifted um, yeah. so i think we do need to return to that we need to definitely go back to that well renadu thanks for coming on the show i really appreciate it and Absolutely. before you go do you have any last words of advice uh, for the listeners um last words of advice um yeah i mean not not so much i, I guess the main advice is uh, it's pretty hard as a musician now uh to to make a living but i would say be positive right mm. uh i think positive people always win Absolutely. Uh, so, so that's number one um and uh I, the other thing is uh learn 
keep learning because I'm still reading books. I'm trying to read a book every week mm, still. And um, not just about music, just、mm. read. Would you? Would you? Because、um, I normally ask this question. Actually,、mm-hmm. are there any books that you'd recommend that producers read?、Uh, that producers read. I so not necessarily music books, but yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.、Um, I, so I've been reading a lot of、uh, books about startups and how business leaders think.、Mm. Um, One thing、uh, I was really,、uh, which was really cool that I read recently was、um, was Zero to One by Peter Thiel. It's a good book. It just, yeah, it's great. It just shows how you know、uh, focus and like also like only certain things that you do, the 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 way that big companies think, right? And I think there's a lot of books out there as well、uh, about this、uh, that. I, I think people need to start thinking about uh, uh, approaching their career、uh, like, like almost like from a tech approach, right?、Mm-hmm. Look at like, hey, what are the platforms that are like best suited to what I'm doing?、Uh, how can I、uh, kind of approach the platforms in the right way? Because there's like native content to each platform. Mm. Uh, so, so it takes a little bit of work to learn about, you know, for example, how the Facebook algorithm works or SoundCloud algorithm works, right? So, so I think invest do invest a lot, a little bit of time, or at least a, a good percentage of your time about learning about technology, learning about、uh, how to market yourself, and、uh, and doing the things that you feel are right for you. So, don't always. Just because somebody else is doing something, you don't need to do that ex- exact same strategy、mm. to to make it.、Mm-hmm. You could learn from that and figure out like, and we were talking about this as well, right?、It's、certain things that,、uh, for example, like if we say a cymatics does th- does it this way, might not work for、uh, EDM prod, right?、Mm-hmm. But then certain things that work for EDM prod might not work for cymatics. But you can learn from what cymatics is doing because they're doing like amazing marketing, right? Yes.、Uh, So, so look at、uh, other people who are doing really well in the scene and try to learn from them.、Uh, read a lot,、uh, and don't just、uh, yeah, don't just be on social media、uh, all the time. I, I find that a lot of producers,、uh, online producers, are like just on you know Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, all of these social media, and that's how they try to kind of.、Um, They spend a lot of time there. They spend、I、too much time on social media、exactly. and not enough time in the door. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so、uh, a lot of learning happens off of social media. Yeah, so, yeah. So,、um, so don't just spend all day like in your DAW and then on social media. There's other <laughs> websites on the internet that you can learn a lot from, like EDM Prod,、uh, and and、uh, and even on YouTube you could watch. You know,、Definitely. cat videos, or you can <laughs> learn, <laughs> right? So all of these are tools, but try to spend more time、uh, on on kind of high value, high growth activities.、Mm. Yeah, that's fantastic. Thank you very much.、Uh, and just before you go, where can people find you online? 
Uh, yeah, so I talk to all my users uh, or try to talk to as many as we can. Uh, so you can find me on Facebook uh, uh, at Ranidu is my personal profile, but it's kind of full. So I've set up a second one now. <laughs> uh, right? Uh, uh, Artist Union Ranidu uh, is that uh, is that profile. So feel free to add me, send me a message. Uh, email is Ranidu at theartistunion.com. So if you have ideas features that you need if you try out and uh, say like hey this is working well or this is not working as well as i thought uh, feel free to reach out to me awesome 